The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Welcome back. A double upgrade of NVIDIA this morning. On the same day that we got some new reporting on Microsoft's efforts to develop its own chips, that's the focus of today's Tech Check segment with our Deirdre Bosa. So, Deirdre, is this a, is this a catch-up call or a sign that, that we're in the early innings of this NVIDIA rally? It could be both, but those two stories you mentioned, I'm going to get to why they may be at odds. You mentioned that rare double upgrade from HSBC. That's obviously bullish. It was the last sell rating on the street to crack, and it did so pretty spectacularly. Analysts, frankly, went from lowest to highest price target on the street as he shifted his focus from a slowdown in data centers to NVIDIA's AI dominance, something that shocked him, but many other investors did see a while ago. He notes himself that this is a stock that has surged 90% this year, more than 140% since its October low. It is the biggest gainer in the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ 100, pretty much all on its prime position in the AI revolution, as we've talked about so often. Many of the bears, on the other hand, they focus on valuation, how NVIDIA's multiples have also run up alongside that surge. But the second story you mentioned, guys, Microsoft's push to develop its own in-house AI chips, which the information reported on earlier today, that could give the bears another reason to be cautious. Yes, NVIDIA currently dominates the market for high-end chips designed for training large language models and specialized computers that can handle the huge amount of processing needed for AI software. But some of its biggest consumers, I'm talking Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Meta, they're also racing to develop their own silicon to achieve better performance at a lower cost than third-party vendors, namely NVIDIA. Microsoft's AI chips they are named, codenamed Athena, according to the information. Google's is the Tensor Processing Unit, or TPU, and Amazon has Tranium. Now, some analysts and experts, they are skeptical that this custom silicon will present a major threat to NVIDIA, given relatively lower progress. But the risks are growing. And by the way, it is one that that very bullish HSBC note didn't even mention, guys. We have two big stories in the media space and two all-star reporters to help break them down, Deirdre Bosa and Julia Borston. But we are starting with Netflix. The company set to report results after the bell today. This as Hollywood kicks off a writer's strike that has the potential to disrupt the entire industry. Dee, let's start with you on what to expect from earnings. Well, uh, you know, it was just a year ago when Netflix saw its first subscriber loss in a decade. And I know Julie has been talking about this as well. That's when they really put the emphasis on profitability over subscriber growth. And that has really led Netflix to outpace its rivals on that measure. So they're going to do that again. More than a billion dollars expected in net income. That's going to help them there. But, you know, investors are going to be interested about some of the other stuff as well. An update on the password sharing crackdown on its progress abroad, um, its ad-supported tier. And of course, guys, what the heck happened with Love is Blind over the weekend and what happened with their first live event in ages? Julia, now we turn, we say, okay, as soon as they can kind of get through a couple of these landmines, oh, the writer strike. Had they ever uh, faced a writer? Is this the first big writer strike in the streaming world or no? 
It is really the first big writer strike in streaming world. And I have to say, we don't know for sure if the walkout's going to happen. The deadline is May 1st. So they have a couple more weeks to work things out. But if they don't, there will be a writer's strike on May 1st. This is the, the WGA and the studios. But I think what's so interesting here, and I'm sure we'll hear questions about it on Netflix's earnings call, is that the companies that have more international exposure, that have more international production, may be better insulated against the impact of a writer's strike, which is about writers here in the U.S. US. Of course, so much of Netflix's business is overseas and so much of the production is overseas. And we've seen the success of some of these foreign language and, and, and uh, foreign language series and also just series that are shot in other countries and seen the success here in the U.S. So they may benefit from that. But it's going to be a really interesting quarter, potentially of transition, where maybe we'll hear a little bit about the success of the ad supported platform. And a lot of investors are very anxious to get details about when Netflix is going to be launching launching the password sharing program, the crackdown on password sharing here in the U.S. Yeah, no, a lot to pack into that call later uh, for sure. Guys, let's switch gears to Meta now, which has reportedly stopped pitching advertisers on the metaverse. That's the whole reason it changed its name, Julia. What are you hearing and what's the significance of this? You know, I am hearing that Netflix is still long term as committed to the metaverse as ever. This is something that Mark Zuckerberg really believes in for his 2030 vision of the company. But in the meantime, in the here and now, Netflix is very much focused on how to generate as much value as possible for advertisers on their platform. And a lot of that actually comes down to AI. We talk about AI all the time on your show, Kelly. And I think there's no doubt that AI is a key buzzword. Meta is really playing into that, and they're really investing in AI to make their tools more effective um, for advertisers. So I think from a conversational standpoint, they want to make sure that advertisers don't think they've gotten their eye off the ball and they're too distracted about this long-term vision. So they're, they're continuing to work on it, but right now they're trying to use AI to unlock more value for brands today. And Dee, when you look at Meta's stock price this year, I mean, it's just been on a tear. Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> yeah. wealth has gone up about $30 billion after losing a ton last year. Is it the success of Reels that is driving that? I mean, what will be the positive surprise that you look forward to in this quarter and future quarters? So I, maybe it's the promise of Reels. They still have some work to do there, as Julia has talked about, in terms of monetizing it. It's been his efficiency drive. He's said that word over and over again. It's really that cost-cutting that has led to thousands and thousands of layoffs of its workforce that has caused the stock to jump. Look at that. More than 80% year to date. Um, so I think investor, Mark Zuckerberg's done a really good job in terms of giving investors what they wanted. It's the longer term. Julia alluded to this, too, how it's putting the emphasis on artificial intelligence over Meta, the focus on the core really that has been pushing and will probably push Meta higher. And it's kind of funny, guys, because it used to be so easy for Meta to pull in the advertising dollars. It's no longer that simple, easy duopoly. It has been for so long. So, you know, the story and the information today, it's alluding to the fact that it has to actually try now. It has to have more regular check-ins with ad agencies to make sure that they are, they have control of that core while working on those longer term projects. Yeah, they, they have to actually try. Uh, <laughs> the companies are maturing, <laughs> aren't they? Deirdre and Julia, thank you both. Uh, we appreciate it very much today. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. 
paid for by NHTSA.